Yo, welcome back to the Ben Barker Fitness Podcast. If you would subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review and share this with a dad you think it might be an encouragement to. I am pumped to have Dallas Peck, aka Fitness with Dalp. What's up, dude? <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you? Man, I'm doing great. We were laughing before we started recording because I've done this a few times. I'm like, hey, man, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dallas, I just, but, uh, I just yeah, know you Dallas. by the, Insta- the Instagram handle, man. Yeah, so um, just a quick backstory on that. Um, my friends always used to call me Dal P, Dal P, Dal P. So I was like, you know what? Fitness with Dal P. But just like everybody else, like I, I don't have a hyphen, so it just sounds like Dal. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it worked out. Uh, for Dallas, for people who don't know you, like, give me a quick backstory about you, like how you became a personal trainer, your family, your wife, kids, all of that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My little elevator speech, I guess. Yeah. yeah um, I've been training for a little over five years now. Um, I lost a hundred pounds about seven years ago, and a lot of my family and friends were asking me what I was doing, how I was losing weight. I was staying consistent and keeping the weight off. And I didn't really have an answer for them. So I was like, well, let me try to figure out how to do it. So that's how I um, ended up doing personal training. And anyone that's a trainer knows that like once someone asks for your training, they're typically not going to use your services. Someone else will. Yeah. So um, yeah, I got into that about um, five years ago. Um, and I haven't looked back since. It's really been amazing. It's been a roller coaster. Um, I've always been independent, so I've never worked at a big box gym, which I feel like I should have in the first years just so I can get my reps in. But um, I, I really learned a lot along the way. Um, actually, next week I'm hitting my, uh, no, in, in two weeks I'm hitting my 13 year anniversary. I've been married for 13 years. We've been together for um, over 20 years. Wow. It, it's crazy. Yeah, we have we have two girls. Um, Lily and Layla, they're um, set seven and one's turning five in November. Um, it, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, um, it's definitely a balance for sure, trying to balance fitness and being a dad and having your business and doing some other things on the side. But it's possible if you have a good team. For sure, dude. And I saw something I appreciated about you um, as I was creeping on your Instagram um, and I don't know if it's like for Mother's Day, but I saw you like made a post about your wife, like hyping yeah. your wife up, bro. Yeah. And I'm I'm such a big fan of like hyping your spouse up. I yeah. think that, bro, that's underrated, and especially like if you're like you or like me, and you got lucky and got a good one. Yeah, like you you got to hype them up, bro. One hundred percent. And I feel like it's not hard, but you know how it is. We are. I hate to even use the word influencers, but in a sense, we are influencers. So you know how when you go to a person's page, you want to see mostly fitness content. But what I'm learning is, and what I'm kind of struggling how to portray this message is now, before I used to do everything fitness on my page. Now I want to branch out and show people that there's way more than just fitness part. That's a one aspect of it. Like I'm a, I'm a family guy. I'm a husband. I, I love my kids. I love my wife. So I, I think it's important to kind of like hype up the people that hype you up in the shadows. So Bro, that that's deep, and I, I think you hit the nail on the head because I think so many of us, you know, and there, there's guys. I'm on the end of the spectrum of fitness where, like, I genuinely enjoy it. Yeah, like I've always been fit. It's like a, it's like a hobby to me, and yeah. you've got to realize, like, it's not like that for everybody. Some people literally hate it, and they're just doing it like to be healthy. But for those of us that do love it, like, it's important to remember that it's it's not like it's not everything. 
And like, if your workout program is like taking away from time with your kids, you know, cause there's a point like, you know, you do it for you. And I think it is important as a father to have that time that's for you. So for your mental health, for your physical health and all of that. But I mean, most of us don't need to be working out three hours a day, you know, <laughs> You're right. like 45 minutes is probably ample for like 99% of the population. And then we invest the rest of our time in the really important stuff. Definitely. Yeah. And um, there's a podcast that I was listening to is um, what, what he said. It was really, really fascinating. He said, your, your, your workouts should in, like enhance your life. It shouldn't take away from your life. It should be enhancing everything that you're doing. So if you are spending three, four hours at a time, like something is going to be taken away, whether if it's, you know, work, family, friends, um, school, whatever the case may be. So just to find that balance, it really makes a difference. Bro, that's the truth. Hey, chronicle for me a little bit, like what you did to like, what worked for you when you were losing a hundred pounds? Like, what was your, did you have a plan? Like, how did it kind of come about and how long did it take? I didn't have a plan at all. And I was just trying things as I went. Um, I was experimenting with things and I'm a huge proponent on not uh, taking things away, saying that I can't have certain things. So um, like most people did, I used um, like a, like an app, like a MyFitnessPal or Lose It. And I use that for the most part. So even if I had like a bite of pizza or something like that, I would track, I would try to track it as much as I could. Um, just simple things, just trying to cut out like dairy. And I did like almond milk and I did a little, um, I did a fast before and then um, j just trial and error. And the way I would do it is on times I would lose about like, 15 to 20 pounds when I would switch something and then I would stay stagnant for about like maybe four to six months and then I would try something else and then I would lose a little bit more. So overall, it, take, it took about maybe 18 months uh, for me to, to lose it. You lost 100 pounds in 18 months? Yeah, about that. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. That is so fast. Good for you, dude. Appreciate it. And what's cool, guys, if you're listening to anything, you know, I, I talk about this regularly, Dallas, because my, my dad lost 130 pounds. Yeah. And how he did it maybe wasn't ideal, you know, yeah. but he did like the Adkins diet and okay. he started walking and he started walking. You know what I'm saying? And he just was like crazy consistent. And like one funny thing, like the hill that my dad is going to die on. Um, and I've, I've tried to talk to him about it, but he will not eat after 6 p.m. Really? It's his thing. Like, like no, for no reason whatsoever will he eat after 6 p.m. And I'm like, man, listen, like, you know, like 100 calories is 100 calories, whether it's, you know, 559 or 601, you know. Right. But regardless, the dude lost 130 pounds. And so it's like, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. It, and so I guess the cool message here, guys, is, you know, if you have a goal you're trying to get, the cool thing about fitness is that there's more than one way to do it. Yep. And it's kind of finding, because I think a lot of people, Dallas, with like what you did kind of switching around, they would be like, well, he should have stuck with a plan and been, you know, very consistent with one plan. It's like, but, but he lost a hundred pounds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's hard to argue with someone that's doing it and then be like, Hey, it works for me. But what I do love about your dad's story is that he has a plan and he's consistent with the plan. And as long as you're consistent with something, change will happen. 
So yes. I think that's the thing that that's really helping them is, hey, I don't eat after six or seven o'clock and I'm going to just stick to that. Yep. And the and the cool thing too, guys, about uh, about what Dallas did is like, even though he was maybe doing like different things, he was consistently doing something. And I love the fact that you said you didn't have a plan necessarily because so many people, Dallas, get stuck on like, I got to have like the perfect plan. And so they just end up doing nothing rather than taking action. And you just took action. And I love that. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. People have like a all or nothing mentality when it comes to everything, when it comes to eating clean, clean, when it comes to working out. If they miss like three days, they're like, well, I guess I got to start again on this magical Monday. I'm like, no, just start again tomorrow and just take it from there. Yep. Bro, and it's such a give and take thing too, because it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear in a minute. I'd love to hear just your specific like um, diet methodology because I feel like you and I are going to be on the same page because it's like if you have a piece of pizza, it doesn't mean your diet's over. It means you had a piece of pizza and then Correct. you just make adjustments where needed. Correct. And, like I talk a lot about like on the weekends, like you better believe I'm going to have some pizza on the weekend. Like I love pizza, but I just kind of make adjustments elsewhere. So if I know I'm going like big for dinner, I'll typically do like less carbs and fat for breakfast. I'll have like more protein and like fruit and stuff like that. And then I kind of save my calories so I can go big at dinner. I do that same exact thing. So, um, like I said, um, we, another thing was like, we, we've been married for such a long time and I really feel like, um, the relationship with my wife and I is very strong. And I bring that up because, um, we go, we got to, we go out on dates all the time like all the time, like almost every other Friday or something like that, we'll go on a day. So what I do usually is I usually do a protein fast um, in the beginning of the day. I have mostly protein. I have some some uh, some fruits to supplement. I have some Greek yogurt. But then, you know, when it's time for dinner, I'll enjoy myself. I won't overindulge. Uh, I'll definitely um, enjoy my steak and, and have a dessert afterwards. And I think that's a really good balance. Because you can go out and enjoy yourself and still be within some uh, boundaries. 100%. Dude. And I think it's like, um, there's this post that's been, that's been going viral on Instagram. And I, I hope you've seen it or maybe you've seen it. It's with the dude and he's like, this is like the ultimate plan. He's like, I train legs four days a week. I run three days a week. Um, I never drink alcohol. I never eat junk food. And it just goes to the list. And I'm like, that sounds miserable. and like he's jacked like he looks like he looks better than i do like no doubt um but it just doesn't sound very fun there's gonna be a point no matter what you do you're gonna be sacrificing something yep and you look great from where you look to probably where he looks the Mm. the self-worth doesn't really get any better it's probably actually more draining and people don't even talk about like when your body fat is so low, it tanks your testosterone. It change it changes your mood. You're, there's a healthy percentage of fat that you're supposed to have, and Instagram doesn't care about that. They just want to see you shredded. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. So, uh, Dallas, if you were to boil it down, just like the average dude, like what is kind of like your methodology on like diet? Just like your basic like three to five bullet points like what you believe in and what's worked for you and what you feel works for that i know one size doesn't fit all but for the average person yeah i would say um keep it simple stupid 
Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Hit your protein. Try your best to hit a gram per, per body weight every single day consistently. Try to um, have half of body weight in ounces of water every single day consistently. Get some sleep. If you do those three, it kind of checks off everything else. And then you can kind of tweak things, whether if you have like a chip coming up or um, if you want to bulk or whatever, you can kind of fine tune it. But if you just do those three, it really checks the boxes off. And no one is talking about sleep. No one. You ask the, you ask the person like, well, I fell asleep around 10 o'clock. Well, you close your eyes around 10 o'clock. Chances are you probably went to sleep around 1030. So you think you got seven hours of sleep, but you really got six and a half hours of sleep. Shut it down beforehand. No one has a nighttime routine. Um, try to get, I mean, if you can, it's not a perfect, or we're, we're all dads in here. Sometimes the, the, um, the kids wake us up in the middle of the night, but try your best to just shut it down. Get seven to nine hours of sleep if you can. I'm a huge nap taker. If whenever I get a chance, I'm taking a nap. So I try to sneak naps in when I can and just get that sleep in. Real talk, do you have like a cutoff time of how long your nap can be? It gets bad. Sometimes I have a joke with my wife. I'm like, sometimes I don't even call it. I went, I took a nap. I went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like on Friday, for instance, I took like a two hour nap. It was, it was to the point where I woke up and I was, I had a, um, I had a headache. It was bad. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> but what typically... year is it? Yeah, right. Where, where am I? Who's house is this? <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah. Typically, I'll, it'll be like an hour under. Yeah. Typically, and then I try my best if I am going to take a nap, depending on what I got going on the next day. I try to cut it off um, before one a.m. I'm one yep. p.m. rather. Got it, man. And I, I think like two of the biggest things that I've done to simplify, because you know it's funny as a personal trainer, you know, like I'm not a registered dietitian. Um, but my minor is in dietetics, you know, so I have a pretty decent amount of knowledge, you know, of nutrition and everything, but people always like, I think for the most part, people kind of understand exercise. Like they just need to move more. Right. But I feel like diet is the thing that eludes a lot of people. And so like on all of the challenges I do, it's so funny that you mentioned protein and water, uh, like the two steps on my diet plan are one, a gram of protein, uh, per pound of body weight every single day. And I shoot for three to four liters of water. And nice. I think when you're, when you're tracking your protein, it's like, it's harder than people think. Like, so I weigh 175 pounds. Like I've got to be pretty diligent in order to get my 175 grams of protein a day. And it's like, when you're focusing hard on trying to get more protein, it doesn't leave as much wiggle room to be eating things that you probably shouldn't be eating, you know? <laughs> Definitely. And anyone that, that eats a lot of protein, they know, and, and I'm not talking about protein shakes, and of course you can use protein shakes as a supplement. That's why they're called supplements. You're supposed to supplement your your um, your um meals that way. But when you physically eat protein, it's so satiated. So sometimes it's time for you to eat, and you're like, bro, I'm, I'm still full from, from breakfast. So like what I try to do when I'm home typically is I try to have like a, a big a big omelet. And then typically if there's like meat or something left behind from, from dinner, I'll add that in there. So that way I'm having like 50 grams of protein in a clip. And yeah. that's a really good way to start your morning. So that way you're not playing catch up <laughs> um, in, in the middle of the night trying to scarf down some, some uh, protein shakes. Definitely. Are you a whole egg guy or are you an egg white guy? I, I don't discriminate. 
I don't discriminate. Like, there's times where, like, I'll just do the whole eggs. There's times I'll do maybe four eggs, and then, like, I'll, I'll just uh, keep on pouring the egg whites until I feel okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mix it up. I mix it up. I'm big on the whole egg and like it kind of depends on your goal at the time and how many calories you're trying to take in. But for most guys, like I'm big on the whole egg. I think lots of the nutrients in the yellow, the cholesterol, I think that's important for men's testosterone and like guys don't get it twisted. The the cholesterol in the egg yolk isn't going to mess with your, uh, your blood cholesterol. No, at all. There's one time that I won't literally, I would scarf down like a half dozen eggs every single day. And I get my blood work done like every three months and no issues. Let's go, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your methodology. Like, so I'm, I'm, I was sc- scrolling through some of your reels and all of that. And uh, I saw you under the barbell for some squats, you know, on some of them. So I already knew I liked you. And then two, <laughs> uh, I saw you on the assault bike as well. What's kind of like, the average dad, you know, who's got some weight he wants to lose, wants to get stronger and just, you know, be able to keep up with his kids. Like what's your general approach for a guy like that? Ah, man, this is a good question. Um, what I like, let let me explain what I like to do. And then what, let me explain what everyone should be doing. And I kind of do a little bit of both. So I I used to do like a lot of crossfitty style uh, training, but I really wanted to focus on um, full body every single day because what I noticed was when I was doing like a crossfit style um, workout, I would want to see like how strong my bench would get, and sometimes the bench would be in the program, but it wouldn't be in it next week. So it's yeah. a hard way to mark where I've gauged it from. So I've kind of trained. I, I kind of uh, switched the way that I train now. And I do two to three times a week of full body. So I don't have like a leg day or arm day. Um, like today, for instance, I worked out. I did three sets of um, three sets of 12 for, um, for squats, three sets of 12 for incline bench. So like I'm, I'm addressing every part of the muscle, um, every, every part of my body with, within the whole workout. And then at the end, I'll do like a quick little mobility routine um, to make sure I'm, I'm staying mobile and fresh because I'm 37 years old and I want to make sure things ain't hurting hard when I'm 40. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as like um, the, the general pop, um, I feel like they should definitely do some mobility training for sure. There's someone, no matter who you are, you have some type of imbalance. You have something that you can work on, whether it's tight hips, tight ankles, tight, sh- tight shoulders, tight wrists. Uh, maybe your thoracic spine has some issues. So there's something that could be addressed. So I feel like everyone should work on that. Um, You mentioned also with the walking, walking is so underrated and it's very low impact. Your body won't get quote unquote sore from it. Um, If you tried your best to get 7,000 to 10,000 steps every single day, that would just pay dividends. And the same thing, with the consistency, if you stay consistent with it, um, doing a mobility routine, um, full body workouts like twice a week and, and walking, that would be a game changer for everybody. And, and, what, and what I like, go ahead. What I like about it too, is that, um, it's very entry level. So it opens the door for everyone. You, you don't have to do clean and jerk and doing do crazy things like that. It's just basic movements. And even with the full body workout, you can literally do that with body weight. You don't even need a gym membership. Um, do assisted uh, push-ups. Um, lean against the couch. 
maybe do some uh, Bulgarian split squats, same thing with the couch. So, I mean, it's, everything is, is very, it's simple, it's not easy. Yes, bro, I think that's where most people miss. I think a lot of people miss that, like when they're looking at programs and stuff. And I think a lot of um, people who need an entry-level workout are like, you know, like looking up Arnold Schwarzenegger's workout plan and they're doing like six days a week, you know, just way too much volume. And then I think you also have to put it in perspective as well. And I'll say this to most guys, if you're looking at the workout plan of a guy who's using anabolic steroids and you're not, that volume's not going to work for you. You know what I'm saying? Like they're able to do that much volume because they're using steroids. Um, <laughs> and, and the volume of what you can do naturally is very different. Definitely. Definitely. And, and I think, dude, I think, I think your approach is great. And I think most people kind of sleep on like the basics. And if you look at lots of guys too, who have been training for a long time, um, who aren't doing trendy stuff, you'll notice that they're doing, you know, bench press, bent rows, pull-ups, squats, RDLs. They're not doing all like these crazy exercises and like they've been doing it for a long time consistently. And the big one we'll hit on, which I know is what um, Dallas was talking about, like progressive overload. You know, he was mentioning when you do stuff so randomly, it's kind of hard to track progress. But whereas when he knows he's going to do bench press on whatever day it may be, he's kind of able to track, I'm going to add five pounds this week to what I did last week. And that's really where the magic happens. Oh, definitely. 100%. Is that kind of what you do, Dallas? Are you, do you kind of follow like a similar template per day? Like Monday, you're going to do, you know, these moves. Wednesday, you're going to do these moves and you kind of track progress that way? Yeah, I follow the template. For the most part, my exercise, uh, my exercises don't change. But what changes my phases is the rep range and the time between rests. So that way, the stimulus is completely different. So a month ago, I was pretty much doing the same thing, but my rep range was one to four. So I was lifting uh, relatively heavy for me. And then my rest period was like three minutes. Now, um, I'm more on like a hypertrophy. The, the exercises are still the same, but now instead of resting for three minutes, I'm only resting for one minute and my rep range is like eight to 12. So that way I can kind of gauge. And then I have one more um one more phase and it's going to be like a 30 second so like i'm going to really have to humble myself lower the weight so i can get those reps in and it, it like the stimulus for the heart will definitely <laughs> make a difference for sure oh man that's cardio pump that's rough, rough. And, and and guys don't sleep on that i think a lot of guys uh you know i see it all the time i go to uh um probably like two days a week i'm in my garage gym two days a week I go to like the big box gym in town. It's like a big globo gym essentially. And lots of times when I go, like say on Monday, I'll see the same dude on the same bench press doing the same amount of weight, like exactly how he did the prior week. And like, first of all, like if you're in the gym, kudos, like that's incredible. Like that's amazing. But if you go in every week and you're going to put on like, you know, you do 135, you know, for 12 reps, then you go to like 165, 12 reps, 185, 12 reps, then you go do your bicep curls the same way you did last week. Eventually, you're going to hit a plateau and you're no longer going to see progress. What Dallas is talking about is like going through phases where maybe you're doing like five sets of five at a certain weight and then 
a couple weeks and then you go down to five sets of four and you increase the weight and then five sets of three increase the weight. And then also doing like hypertrophy phases where you're doing higher reps, lower weight, less reps. Y'all it's, it's a beautiful thing when you're kind of cycling through and, and changing it up a little bit. Someone said, um, what's the best exercises? And they said the one that you're not doing. <laughs> so like, yeah. so like powerlifters, they're usually at the low, low reps. You know how much they would benefit from doing a high rep? Yep. Bodybuilders, they're usually high rep. You know the, how much they would benefit from going low rep? So yeah, usually the one that you're not doing. So that's why I kind of keep it fresh, like every three weeks to a month. So yeah. And then also, dude, you know, like you got to think long term as well. And, uh, I, I think sometimes being like super structured, there's a lot of benefit in that, especially if you have like a very specific goal, but especially if you're working out with the goal of like being fit for your family, you know, being able to carry your kids around, like feeling good about yourself. I think sometimes there is a little bit of magic in like mixing it up just for the fun of it, because like exercise is a joy. And you know what, like someday, like if you're not, if you have a specific program you're supposed to do and you just, you're not feeling it, but you go to the park and you knock out like some dips on a bench and like some step ups and you get a sweat and you enjoy it. There's a lot of magic in that as well. Definitely. Yeah. Just like a a body emotion stays in motion, a body rest stays in rest. So, um, yeah, like don't diminish the little bit of exercise or movement that you do just because you didn't get a workout in. Sometimes just that little enough was enough for you to slowly move that needle. Yes. Dallas, um, I always like to ask people on the show and put them on the spot. Um, if you had like your top five exercises and you only got to do five exercises for the rest of your life, what would your top five be? Uh, I'll probably, I'll probably end up doing pull up. Yep. Turkish get up. Okay. Um, Probably got to throw a push up in there. Yep. I think I'll throw a squat, a squat in there. Yep. One and more. And um, I'll do windmill. Windmill. So, like windmill with a kettlebell, like where you're reaching down. Oh, yeah. What do you like? So, that's, that's funny. I've been in the fitness game for a long time, dude. And I don't know that I've ever done that. What do you like about the windmill? What I like about it is because it's very hip hingy, but um, a lot of people they lack that shoulder mobility and that thoracic okay. spine twist. So when I whenever I do my windmill on the left on the right side, it's really buttery. On the left side, I feel some restriction, so I have to go a little bit slower. And if I really hone in on the windmill, um, it ends up getting really smoother. And um, I feel like how often are we really twisting that often? So I feel like we get stuck. So I want something that'll kind of keep me a little bit limber. Dope. No, that's a good point. And y'all, you'll notice, um, it's kind of funny. It wasn't just like bench press, shoulder press, bent row, deadlift. You know, I think a lot of us guys get in the habit of, we just want to move the heavy weight and do like the cool exercises. But, um, there's a lot of magic and exercises that get us moving unilaterally and he covered that with both the Turkish get up, which is an incredibly humbling exercise and, and the windmill. Like I, I never do Turkish get ups just because I hate them. And yeah, they're um, the worst, they're the worst, <laughs> they're the best. 
because what it works on it works on your mobility. It's very functional. It's a full body workout, especially on that core. And then you can load it. You can progressively overload it. You can literally just start with your body weight. And then I like the kettlebell. Uh, really, when you really want to get um feeling strong and and I really feel stable and controlled when I have like a heavy kettlebell and I'm able to stand up nice and tall with it. My shoulders packed and. I'm controlling my lunge on the way down. It's it's a beautiful exercise. I was going to say, you have a long way to travel too. How tall are you? I'm 6'5". I, I was about to say, five. bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, a dude, long way to travel. I'm 5'9", so I don't have as far to go as you. <laughs> when you when you program Turkish get-ups, um, Dallas, typically what do you do like rep range? How many sets? How many reps? Um... Same thing like with my my progressive overload. So like in my phases, phase one, I would probably do maybe four to six per side with a, like a 90 second rest in between three sets. And then I like to add a little bit more weight and then I'll just do like one to two. Um, the thing with the Turkish get-ups, you don't want to be sloppy with it because then your pattern will kind of be a little bit um, choky. So like I like to be in control. So um, I don't like to do like 10 sometimes. So yeah, I like bro. to have a short rep range. Yeah, no, I agree on that. I feel like if you're doing like 12 reps on a Turkish get up, I would hate my life real quick and I'd get real yeah. sloppy real fast. Yeah, definitely. Bro, have you seen it done where uh, I've seen like early on with Turkish get ups, people have people take their shoe off and like put it on their hand and so yes. they have to stand up so their shoe doesn't yes. fall off their hand? Yes. I think that's a great place I to start. And then I recently saw one probably like a month ago where they took a barbell and they had two tens on, but like the the bumper plates, they had two tens yep. and a barbell. So that's what, 65 pounds doing Turkish get-up. That's impressive because, you know, it, you're, you're balancing oh, it like no. this. Oh. Yeah, dude. Big difference between like a 65-pound kettlebell or a, whatever it is, 63 versus a 65-pound barbell. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. All right. So – um, as we're kind of closing out here, man, if you had like an elevator pitch or like a quick message to get someone, um, who's needing to start and is dragging their feet, like, what do you tell a client like that? I just tell them, um, no one's going to want it, uh, but yourself and you have to make a change if you really need it. And sometimes people aren't blessed with having an hour time to spare to work out. So even if you did about like maybe 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes a day, that's spread out with the whole week. That's about two hours. And if you're working out twice a week, that's two hours right there. So no matter how you get your time in, uh, try your best to do a little bit of movement. Um, I hate when people are like, well, there's 24 hours in a day. Yeah, some people really like they're very limited with time and it's really hard for them to get to it. I definitely empathize with that. And there are times when I'm trying to get a workout in and I'm interrupted or the girls need me or something like that. And one of the most beautiful things a guy can do, a dad can do, is see, have your kids watch you work out and they want to work out with you so bad. And there's times when you don't really want them there, but there's other times I want them to work out with me. And, and it's a it's a really beautiful thing because um, you know, my, my family, they, they are, we, we're prone to, to, to having weight on us. So if they have these healthy lifestyles, um, changes now, it makes a, it'll make a huge difference in when they're 13, 14, 21, 30. So 
That's been my favorite thing you've said today, man. That's been a kind of uh, theme on the show lately is guys, dads talking about like, there is no fitness hack, but if there was, it would be having some fitness equipment at home and like incredibly basic. You can get it done with a couple dumbbells and a kettlebell and like the ability to be able to do that, like with your kids and them just to watch is like a beautiful thing. Oh yeah. Dallas, for anybody who wants to learn more about you, like where's the best place for them to connect with you, to find you online, your website, Instagram, all of that? I keep it really simple. It's fitness with Dow P and all platforms, um, Instagram, TikTok. Um, and my website is fitnesswithdowp.com. Um, um, it was a really pleasure being here, man. I really enjoyed myself. Um, I got to say, uh, one of the one of my favorite posts that you had and I love all your posts, by the way. But one of my favorite posts is when you had the sign is like honk for reps. That is probably like the best thing because it just gets people excited. You're not asking for money. You're just saying just honk. <laughs> and then you're doing squats and curls and stuff. It's it's amazing, man. I loved it. Bro, I appreciate it. And uh, Gary V always talks about giving people flowers, you know, and uh, something you do well, man, is uh, you have like an infectious spirit. And like just a positive outlook, dude. And it, and it bleeds out from you on here and on your social you, media, dude. And I appreciate Thank that. You. Thank you, man. Hey, dude, thanks for Thank coming you, on today, bud. Yeah, man.